Welcome to Honey, I'm Homeschooling the Kids. My name is Robin Robertson, and if you're just tuning in for the first time, welcome. I am the creator and host of this podcast. I am a homeschooling parent to two kids, and we've been on this journey, our family of four, my husband, our kids, and I, for about nine years and counting, because every year it's different, every day can shape differently, and we take it day by day, year by year. So thank you for joining us today and being on this journey as well. And I'm thinking that if you're joining this podcast, if you're listening in, you're on a unique learning journey yourself. And that's the biggest thing that we do here is share the unique learning journeys and all of those topics and themes that support learning, education, alternative education, parenting, family, connection, relationships, all those things that are really the true core of learning. So I would first like to make a give a little shout out to the Patreon community. Patrons, thank you so much. Your support goes a long way and I truly appreciate it. It's because of you that we continue to create this podcast and share it with the rest of the world as well. Uh, there's a specific patron I want to give a shout out to. Uh, the patron, her name on, on Patreon is Paper Muna. I would like to say thank you so much for being a contributor and supporter of the show. It is greatly appreciated. And if you didn't know, we have a Patreon community. The link is in the show notes. It's just go to patreon.com slash honey, I'm homeschooling the kids. And there every month I try and share a little bit different, whether it's unschooling Q&As, recordings of specific clubhouse rooms when we do get to record them. Uh, right now, we've just had a free screening of the wonderful homeschool documentary class dismissed for patrons and other community members to access. And uh, continuing on into October, I will start doing live Q&As as well. So there's extra downloads and freebies, all part of the Patreon community. And it's a great way to directly access myself as well. So just go to patreon.com slash honey, I'm homeschooling the kids. One of the things that we offer as well for community support is our clubhouse community. Uh, on clubhouse, our club is called Honey, I'm homeschooling. It would be Honey, I'm homeschooling the kids, but there wasn't enough room for all those characters. So it's Honey, I'm homeschooling. And we host weekly rooms every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Mountain Time, Mountain Time in Canada, uh, which would be 8 a.m. Pacific, let me think, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Liana Francisco and I co-host the Room in a Club, and it's based on connection and relationships. All the, those topics come from that foundation, connection and relationships. On Monday morning at 11 a.m. Mountain Time, 1 p.m. Eastern time, Liana Francisco and Kelly Edwards host Room on Homeschooling, but how to make homeschooling simple. Those themes are, are based on how we can make homeschooling simple. Tuesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Mountain Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, I host a room on topics that are timely in homeschooling and learning. Uh, special guests are featured as well, and or a, there's a certain theme, we explore it more in that clubhouse room on Tuesday afternoons. And then now we are adding an additional room on Thursdays, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Allison Towner is hosting a room, and Allison is a homeschooling mom with younger kids. So the Thursday room is focused on the younger child journey uh, for those homeschooling and unschooling parents that have younger kids and the specific needs, explorations, differences, um, learnings, discoveries that are unique to younger children. So we're talking about around the elementary years and younger. And so that will be our Thursday room, and that starts September 30th at the end of the month. So tune into Patreon if you're looking for information, inspiration, support, and further community as well. But this conversation, we've been having a conversation around 
young adults, teens, especially homeschooling and unschooling young adults and teens that are looking beyond, whether that, like the last episode was college. Uh, We talked about with Greg and Beth Langston from College Flight Plan, college and self-discovery. And within the application process, what is even more important is that journey of mastering your self-discovery and really getting to your core values and principles, your guiding principles, and how that really sets the foundation for a continuous lifelong learning journey. So today we're talking about post-secondary, but a very different experience. I'm talking with Cameron Soresby, who's the CEO of Praxis. And Praxis is a um, organization or unique alternative post-secondary school that I've been following for quite a while. A while back, I had Hannah Frankman on the podcast, and if you get a chance to listen to her episode again, it's fantastic. Hannah grew up homeschooled, and she works for Praxis now. And when she was telling me more about Praxis, I thought, okay, this is it. This is what the future of post-secondary education looks like. Um, it is. It meets specific student needs and goals. Again, it has built into it the self-discovery process, mentoring and coaches, as well as unique, specific paid experience in the area that you're studying and growing and focusing on. The time periods are shorter and the cost is a lot lower. And it really is able to pivot and work with those learners that are enrolled in their program. So Cameron and I had a great conversation. I'd love to hear what you think about it. It's really interesting because Praxis actually about 50%, a little less than 50% of their students or grads are homeschoolers. They come from unschooling or homeschooling. So it's interesting how that really aligns with the core philosophy, which is the best way to learn is through experience. So Praxis started in 2013. It's fairly new, but it has been growing and it will continue to grow. And I love hearing all about it, and I'm sure you will as well, and why it really supports unique, autonomous learners who are ready to get that out there and and get that experience. So enjoy the episode. All right, we shall begin. So welcome to the show. Today, I have Cameron Soresby joining me. Welcome, Cameron. I'm actually really excited to have you on today. Thank you, Robin. I'm, I'm really excited to chat with you today as well. So Cameron is here with Praxis, and Cameron Soresby is the CEO of Praxis, which is a year-long apprenticeship program that combines a professional boot camp and a full-time paid job at a high-growth startup. So the program offers a direct route into entrepreneurial careers for driven young people without the cost and hassle of college. Outside of Praxis, Cameron enjoys spending time with his family, golfing, and reading. As a former public and private school student, he's very jealous of all the amazing homeschoolers that join Praxis. (laughs) Welcome. Thanks, Cameron, for being here. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So maybe we can begin with a little bit about Praxis and how you find your way into alignment with Praxis. So it's an apprenticeship program. We know that. Um, you know, it offers, I think it's a really offers a unique way that's different from the traditional path of university and college. So how would you define Praxis a little bit more clearly and how it came to be? Sure. So first of all, the I think that the core philosophy of Praxis is that the best way to learn is through experience. And everything that we do in the program kind of stems from that kind of core principle. Mm. Um, So we started Praxis back in 2013. And the the founding team of Praxis, we all came from educational and entrepreneurial backgrounds. And what we discovered in our own individual careers is that the, the most valuable, you know, things that we learned to help us develop professionally and personally all came through real world experience. And we wanted to essentially offer intellectually curious, hardworking, uh, ambitious young people a more direct path to getting their career and life started 
And that was kind of the inspiration for, for the program as well. And, and also, we, we had experience working with successful entrepreneurs, business owners, people that are you know, trying to grow businesses and, and hire young talent. And especially this was, you know, after the 2008 recession, you know, here in the U.S. and everything, we our our founder, Isaac Morehouse, he was um, working a lot with entrepreneurs and, and successful small business owners. And after, you know, during the recession, after the initial recession, he was hearing all the time, like, I'm o- from business owners, like, I'm always looking for good talent. They're just really hard to find. And a lot of our team was also working a lot with high school and college students. And it was clear that there was a trend that students were dissatisfied with their college experience, not just because of the you know rising financial costs, but more importantly, they didn't feel that college was helping them discover what they wanted to do. And it was too disconnected you know, from them figuring out what they could do professionally that was going to lead to successful and, and fulfilling careers. So that's that's kind of the the impetus for, for why we started Praxis. And we've been running it for over eight years now. We have close to 500 graduates that have gone through the program. And every year, you know, we're growing and the program itself is maturing. And it's been really cool to, to see the evolution of not just our program over the past eight years, but the the higher education landscape and, and how many college alternatives are are really starting to develop. Yeah, they really are. So, okay, so part of it you were saying, Isaac Morehouse, who was the founder years ago after the recession, and he was working with companies and entrepreneurs, and they were saying, we can't find the people. You know, we just, right. you know, there's a, there's a gap here. But then I think, well, what about all those kids who've graduated from university and paid all this money or college and they're out looking for a job and they've gone to through that route feeling like I'm going to get out and I'm going to get a job and I'm going to get my career and I'm guaranteed for life. Why couldn't he find any, like, why couldn't they connect with all of those grads I'm thinking of in university and college? Yeah, I, I think the big issue, you know, especially over the past decade is that the expectations of recent college grads and the expectations of business owners looking to hire, you know, talent within that range, they're just not aligned. Um, mm. There's there's interesting surveys that have been done where, you know, when you ask recent college graduates or, you know, juniors, seniors in, in college, a, a series of questions like, do you feel prepared to go into a business and create value? You know, how confident are you of your ability to provide value to a company in, in different ways? You know, they're, they're all answering in the affirmative, you know, I feel 70, 80, 90% confident. And then when you turn around and ask business owners, how confident are you that, recent college graduates are going to come into your business and be valuable. It's, you know, 15, 20, 30% confidence levels wow, and, and everything. That low. Yeah. And there's just, there's a miss, there's a disconnect there for sure. Um, I think part of it is the expectations that, you know, think about the average 18 year old, 90% of them, they've been told their entire life, you need to go get a college degree in order to, you know, build a successful career. And if you just get that college degree, then magically you will have, you know, companies knocking down your door to hire you. And, you know, all of the investment that you put into college will, will be worth it. You know, everybody cites long-term statistics of college graduates earn you know, a million more dollars over lifetime compared to non-college graduates, et cetera. And I think the expect, you know, if you look at the past 30 years, there's just, I mean, if you ask me personally, I feel like the biggest issue is that nobody is willing to question the college decision. If you are at all capable of going to school, that means you're going to go to school. Uh, you are going to complete university, college, et cetera. Uh, historically, the perception is you must be, you know, something must be wrong with you if you're not going to school. Everybody that, you know, has potential and, and promise, that's just the next thing you do. Um, so if that 
if that continues long enough over time, you're going to see diminishing returns. And uh, I think colleges become oversaturated and they've been able to kind of rest on their laurels of how are we supposed to be providing value to our students? Um, and I think if you look at the past 18 months, 20, you know, 24 months, um, it's clear they don't really value the, the customer experience. They have no interest in treating students as customers that they are obligated to create value for. They're, they feel entitled to you know, your, your business, essentially. And, and they kind of hold their nose up at the, the idea of treating college as if it's a business and they're supposed to be providing value to their customers. But that's a little bit of an, <laughs> a tangent there. <laughs> well, I think actually that's a really interesting point of how um, they don't look at their students as customers in the way of, you know, usually you have your, you have a business, you have your customers and you want to make sure they stay. You want to make sure they get what they're there for. You want to make sure that they're well serviced. You want to make sure they leave your, your business or place happy and feel served and are capable and leave with what they came for. Um, right. and it's, it's, you know, and it, I, I know exactly what you mean uh, when it, when you say they don't want to look at students that way. It's almost like it's taboo almost for them to say that and think that and do that. But essentially, right. that's what students need is they need to be serviced like a customer. They need to, you know, because everyone will have these different needs and they come in with this idea of college or university. But, yeah, they're not they're, they're not being serviced at all. So. Um, yeah, it, it's it's interesting, but yet they still continue to carry on that way. Um, yeah. You know, it's yeah, it's interesting. And then also, we we don't ask for change in that either as a society. The expectations are so highly built up on that that we just kind of sh- like shrug our shoulders and like, oh well, you know, that's that's what university is, or that's what college is, uh, right. You know, it's, but I, I understand that too. You clearly explain where we got to this place. Where over time, it's like if you don't go, then there must be something wrong with you. So everyone yep. makes sure that they go to that place. Yep, and I'm I'm super optimistic. I'm very excited about the future, not just of Praxis, but of kind of like the broader trends within this space. You know, every when we first started Praxis um, in 2013, you know, and through the early years. Partially because we ourselves were brand new, brand new. We didn't have, you know, a, a strong reputation. We were just getting started. So initial skepticism, like our, a typical thing that would happen in the early years of Praxis is a really, you know, strong applicant would apply to the program, go through the application process, learn more about the program, get accepted in the program. And then they would turn around and be like, hey, mom and dad, by the way, I got accepted into this entirely different program. I have no interest in going to college. I want to do this instead. And then mom and dad are like, excuse me, what? Um, we've been, you know, we've been saving up, uh, you know, we've been saving up money to, to help you pay for college. There's no way that you're not going to go. And every year that goes by, that typical story is, is changing. There are more families, more parents that are proactively seeking out, you know, other options than college. It's it's no longer just the, you know, bright young person who maybe doesn't like school but loves to learn and likes the idea of being more entrepreneurial seeking us out. It's it's more and more, you know, common families that, you know, their parents grew up in a time where it's like, yeah, college isn't college is a no-brainer investment where you can pay for your tuition by working a part-time job and mm-hmm. you'll be fine. And it's, that's entirely different, you know, setup today. Um, but there's definitely more and more options popping up. And I think what's more important is people are, are looking at college and wondering what other options there are. That's, that's the starting point. You have to start with, you know, are there better alternatives as opposed to just treating college as a one size fits all for everyone? Right, right. So maybe you can explain how Praxis is an alternative, kind of how, what it looks like. If I am a student applying to Praxis and I get in, what will my year look like ahead of me? 
Yeah, absolutely. So we break up the year of the program into three different stages. The first three months, you are going through our professional development boot camp. And during the boot camp, the, the goal of the boot camp is kind of three things. One is we want to help give you greater context and like a broader overview of the modern day career landscape and specifically through like a business and entrepreneurial lens. Um, and we use those terms very broadly. Um, we're not just a program for, you know, 18, 20 year olds who want to be future entrepreneurs and business owners. Probably 95% of our participants coming into the program, they don't know what they want to do. They might have some inclinations for the business world. They might be more creative types that they're like, hey, I like the idea of maybe doing like content marketing and graphic design. They may have really no idea what they want to do. And they had maybe they just enjoyed working while they were in high school. And they're like, hey, I really I like the idea of being able to serve customers and learn on the job and you know be rewarded for my performance, etc. I don't know what I want to do. So why would I make the upfront investment into, into school? That's going to take four to six years and, you know, all, all the money all that goes into tuition. I'm just looking to figure out what I want to do to get started. But anyway, that's, that's kind of the first focus of the bootcamp is starting a career discovery process. We firmly believe that you shouldn't know what you want to do the rest of your life at 18, 22. Um, you know, any, any age in that range. And your, your focus should be, how can I get valuable experience that I can keep building off of? So we're giving in an overview of that. And then we're helping you build a strong portfolio of projects and content that make you a strong candidate for the types of apprenticeship job opportunities that you're, you're going to, you know, become interested in. Um, so a lot of our all of our jobs that participants end up landing through the program, they're on the business side of growing startups and, and small businesses. So a lot of marketing, sales, operations, everything that goes into running and growing a business. Um, and that's where you know our sweet spot is. If somebody knows that they want to be a software engineer, there are better programs focused on learning how to code that you can do. If somebody you know, thinks they really want to be a lawyer or a doctor, those typical, you know, industries that, you know, require legal credentials to, to kind of enter those professions. And if you're confident that's what you want to do, great. But if you don't know what you want to do and you have like inclinations for business and entrepreneurship, maybe you just love working with people, you consider yourself kind of a people person, and you're not sure how that, you know, translates to what you can do professionally, like that's the kind of person that we focus on. Um, and then third is beyond career discovery and like building a portfolio of tangible projects that make you a more attractive candidate. We're also going to focus on what are those like foundational soft skills that you need no matter what. So each each month of the program, you're doing weekly projects, you have workshops that you're attending on Zoom, uh, you have advisors that are able to give you more hands-on attention. So there's a cohort of you know, 15 participants that you're a part of, and each month you're working with different advisors, you have workshops where we bring in guest speakers. It's, it's like, when I think about what I wanted when I was 18, 21, that this is, you know, the program we're building. Like, if you don't know what you want to do and you want to discover different opportunities, that's what the boot camp's all about. Um, and then once you finish the boot camp, that's when you start working with our placement team for two to three months to land the actual job with one of the companies in our network. And these aren't just like summer internships; these are full-time entry-level positions that you know recent college graduates are would love to have, like we're getting you to the point where you can land job opportunities at, you know, at 18 and within six months that, you know, the typical college graduate uh, is going after. Um, and that's partially due to our relationships with the companies in our network, but it's mostly to do with, you know, what you're learning in bootcamp and 
you know, the caliber of person you are. And then we're just helping you kind of understand how can you position yourself best. Um, and so that, that's a really cool process because we're teaching our participants how to job hunt in a much more proactive and entrepreneurial way, as opposed to, you know, I think that the average person, you're like, okay, I just got to polish up a resume and, you know, have my, you know, I have my GPA and my education and my work experience and, you know, submit my resume to a job posting online and fingers crossed somebody wants to interview me. We're teaching our participants how you can create projects for specific companies that you're excited about working for, you know, how you can reach out to individuals at those companies and don't just rely on the traditional like job application process. There's, there's a lot of ways that you can kind of, you know, hack your way into interviews and, and jobs. And that's the kind of entrepreneurial spirit you should be embracing. Um, and then finally, once you land your full-time job, the second half of the program, it all becomes about how can we best support you to get the most out of the first six months on the job? And secondly, beyond the job you're working, how else do you want to be learning and growing? And, and that's very, that gets very individualized at that point. So our goal is like, okay, you have the first job to get your career started. You've gone from pre-career to officially, you know, having a, a longer term professional opportunity. You're not just working in, you know, retail or, or customer service or, you know, waiting tables and stuff. Um, you, you have something where there's a long-term future for yourself. And now it's about how, how do you continue building off of that? So our participants do monthly projects uh, based on their interests on top of, you know, working their job and they're attending weekly workshops and, and doing advising one-on-one -on -one calls. Okay. Wow. Um, it's intensive, it's focused, uh, and there's a lot in there that even just, I mean, general life knowledge <laughs> in so many ways I, I hear you talking about as well. One of the things I'm actually surprised was when you said 95% of participants don't know what they want to do when they're coming into praxis. I didn't know that. I thought it was you know, exactly what you want to do and you want to like just focus intensely on it. And, and that's one of the reasons why you go to Praxis. So that's really right. interesting. I had no idea it was actually flipped. It's the opposite on that. And you help them get there and understand, you know, understand the process, but understand what they're looking for, the discovery uh, and how they can get the valuable experience uh, through that as well, which is really, that's really interesting. That was a surprise for me. Yeah, I... Honestly, I think that's a big component of what makes Praxis different than, you know, college itself or, you know, there's a lot of like tech coding boot camps that are that are mm -hmm. popping up. And, and those programs are are great. And I think it's a, an early sign of how many more options that, you know, the the average young person is going to have moving forward. And and like you mentioned in, in your notes before this podcast, like that's a great sign of just the accessibility to information, to knowledge, to the ability to learn new skills, to receive training on a more individual level. You're not just having to sign up for, you know, four to five years of, of college and go through, you know, two years of general education classes, and then maybe you'll pick a major and then you might find out you don't like that major. And that's, it's a whole process. And what we're seeing you know, in, in the overall landscape is that there's going to be more tailored, like niche programs and opportunities to learn and, you know, receive training based on initial interest. The way we look at Praxis is for, we want Praxis, for our participants, Praxis is like that initial foundation to keep building off of. And I think, I remember when I was, you know, late in high school and throughout college, that big existential question of like, what am I going to do with my life? Mm -hmm. And I remember how much stress and, you know, anxiety uh, I felt going through, you know, trying to figure that out. And at the same time, I felt obligated to, you know, complete my schooling. And it didn't feel like, like my school experience wasn't helping me answer that question. And so the, the approach we take at Praxis is one, like, 
telling our participants, it's okay not to know what you want to do for the next 20, 30 years of your career. You, if, if you think you do know that, you're probably wrong. You need to gain more experience over time in order to figure out what you do like, what you don't like, what you're good at, you know, what are the things that you want to avoid? Um, and our approach is simplify that process. And instead of trying to solve for what you're going to do for, for the rest of your life, you want to find an opportunity, a job opportunity as where you can learn and grow so that within six months, within a year, whatever timeline you want to work off of at, at this stage in, in your career in life, you're going to be you're going to you know grow substantially in one way or another. Um, and through that process, if you have you know if you string together a series of three months, six months, a year where you're just like, wow, you can look back and it's like, wow, I grew so much. I learned so much. Maybe it's because of a certain job you had, or maybe it's because of what you decided to study on your own, or, you know, you read a bunch of books on a certain topic, or you met people that had similar interests as, as you, and you got together and started your own, you know, small business or something. Those are the kinds of experiences that allow you to kind of take like an experimental approach to to the beginning of your career and i tell participants all the time like if if in five years or 10 years like by the time you're 25 by the time you're 30 if you can look back and be like okay now i have direct like i know the direction i want to go you know go in for the next five to ten years you've been successful Mm -hmm. but if if you're putting the pressure on yourself to plan out the next decade of your life right from the beginning, you're going to have a hard time. You just, you need to take it step by step at that point. So I think a lot of our participants, you know, when they discover Praxis and when they start the program, it's like a sense of relief. Like finally, for the first time, somebody's telling me I don't have to figure everything out at once. Right. Yeah, because that is what's asked. So what do you want to do when you grow up? Oh, now you're almost graduated from high school. Now what? What career are you entering? And it is kind of that finality. And, you know, kids are almost commended if they have it all laid out for them, even though for us adults, we know that, you know, it doesn't work out that way exactly. Like I'm going to do this, this, and then this is going to happen. You shift and change and grow throughout your life, your careers do the same as well. So it's less and less that people are entering one kind of career and they or job and they stick with it and do that same thing until they retire. It's like that's almost, I'm not sure if I know anybody that has done that, like, you know, <laughs> that yeah, is still doing that kind of thing. Right. Maybe, you know, maybe the doctor you go to or the lawyer you use because it just required that upfront investment, but for, you know, 90% of people, it's, it's a messy, nonlinear process, like building a career and life that you want. And people shouldn't be afraid of that. I think it's very easy to understand parents wanting to, you know, that sense of stability and security for their children. Um, So you can kind of see what, you know, it's like, go to college because like, that will help you just access certain opportunities. And it also gives parents and gives children, you know, adult children, an easy answer to the question that you just brought up of like, you know, when you ask an 18 year old or 20 year old, you know, what are they doing? It's usually like, so what school do you go to? What is your major, et cetera. And just being able to tell somebody like, oh yeah, I'm in college right now. It kind of, it allows us to like delay that pressure to figure things out because I'm doing something I'm supposed to be doing for the next four to five years. It's like, Oh, I'm in college. So the, the assumption there is like, okay, well I know they're at least okay. You know, they're, they're on the right path. Mm -hmm. And so if I think it's what we've definitely seen, you know, especially our participants that before they did pro praxis or before they even, found out about Praxis, they already made that decision to do something different than college. Uh, Those are the types of people I think are like extremely courageous because they are okay with that uncertainty and the, 
you know, being comfortable with, you know, having that discomfort of people kind of questioning, you know, their decisions and everything. But I think, I think they're, they're ultimately better off for it. But that's, that's kind of the cool thing about Praxis is, all right, we're saying like, Hey, our goal, your goal shouldn't be to like figure out the rest of your life while you're in this program, but you're going to have a really challenging, more intensive experience. And you're going to see significant personal and professional growth because of it. And uh, I think it's, it's cool for our participants. Like they, you know, you can kind of see them. They take pride now and be like, yeah, I decided not to do college. I'm doing something more challenging than college. Right. Right. So, um, so my other question as well is, you know, one of the stats, especially for the United States is the number is quite large for for college students that don't graduate, I think also I think it's fifty percent of mm-hmm. college students in the United States don't graduate from college within six years, and that means many actually don't graduate at all. They leave college, but they still have a significant amount of debt, and the cost is become a really big factor for many, uh, and it's also been a bit of a drive to have other solutions as well. So something like cost, if I'm a student looking at Praxis, what are you able to give a bit of an idea of what I would be looking at? And does the internship or the job placement at the end, um, I'm assuming you can get paid for that as well. And would that go towards that cost? Or is that possible to go towards that cost? Yes. So real, real simple tuition for the program is $12,000. And so you can either pay full tuition upfront and it's very, you know, that simple. Or you can do our uh, payment plan where we have a, a loan that you can apply for through a lending partner that allows you to pay a minimum deposit of $1,000. And then you can do monthly payments through the lender starting in month seven of the program. So around the time that you start your full-time job in the program. So you're you're paying, you're able to pay off tuition. And all of the job placements, they're full-time paid job opportunities. The, the starting point, like during, as from day one, participants are, are earning a minimum of $2,500 a month. So they're, they're starting at a minimum of a $30,000 salary. And so by the time they graduate the program, they have earned more through their job than they pay in tuition. Um, so that's, that's really important to us is that the program essentially remains a net cost of zero. You're like, you're going to earn more through your job placement in six months than, than you pay in tuition for the program. Hmm, right. Okay. Okay. Um, and then what about the average age of students that are, are entering or applying? Praxis. I think of it because also, well, you know, when it's one of those things where I think as well, uh, you had mentioned even doctors or lawyers might have a long-term career ahead of them in investment. And uh, one of our local doctors actually uh, went back to medical or went to medical medical school when his youngest son started attending university. Um, He was a tradesman and then decided that he was going to become a doctor, especially in a small town where we live, where we're in need of doctors. So, yeah, yeah, he went back to school and became a doctor. And he he is a doctor in our town, which I think is fantastic. That's really Um, cool. What about what are what are the age ranges of those looking to uh, to enter praxis? Yes. So the, the average age is right around 21. And it's probably 2021, right around there. And around 75, 80% of our participants are that traditional college age, you know, like 18 to to 21, 22, somewhere in there. Um, That's somewhat evenly split between participants that do praxis, like coming straight out of high school, never went to college and are just using Praxis as that direct replacement. And then within that 75, 80%, the other common story is the person who, you know, tried college for a year or two years. Um, Maybe they, you know, they decided to drop out of that, of a four-year degree program, or we get a lot of 
participants that, you know, went and got their associate's degree. And then, you know, through that experience, I kind of realized, like, I don't think it's worth the investment to to go the four years. Right. And now I have like a natural exit point now that I have my associates and everything. Um, so that's that's the predominant demographic is that kind of traditional college age. And then 20 to 25% of our participants at any given time are beyond that. You know, they're, they're usually, you know, throughout through their, you know, anywhere in their mid to late twenties, we, we work with older participants too. That's not a, um, that's never like a factor. Like we don't just decline people because, they're older. Like we've, we've had some really awesome (laughs) participants because we've had some really awesome participants that, you know, were non-traditional for, for the typical praxis experience, do great things, like have an awesome experience through the program and they can use it as like a career transition. Almost we've had, um, some teachers that were, you know, teachers for five to seven years and they've realized like, Hey, I just don't think this is what I want to do, you know, for, for the next 20 years, I want to do something more entrepreneurial. I'm going to use Praxis to kind of establish a new network and, you know, learn more about business and entrepreneurship and develop that acumen and everything. Um, But yeah, I mean, honestly, what we do best is giving, you know, young, aspiring professionals, like a really good foundation. A lot of, a lot of the program, it's what are like those core soft skills that you're going to need to succeed in, in your professional life. And I think it's it's kind of about I think for our typical participant they're really learning the difference between being successful in a school environment and the and the you know what it takes to be successful in the professional world. Yeah, and so there's a lot a of like difference. <laughs> yeah, totally. And so there's just a lot of like little coaching incidences that kind of happen throughout the boot camp and placement and then once you're in your job that I think really accelerate our participants growth so like these are going to be things that you're you know you you will learn eventually but it's probably better to learn them in praxis where it's your advisors and coaches that can point out you know some things that you know you can do better rather than you know, your future boss or future customers. Um, and, and so it's, it's really meant to be like a transition into the professional world for, for young people. Right. Right. Okay. Um, so I, I, I know you on your Instagram, I follow you on Instagram, I follow Praxis on Instagram, and I know one of the posts that you had shared, because sometimes even Praxis Instagram ha- account has been sharing some tweets from other entrepreneurs and different things like that on skills and and ideas mm-hmm. and things that you can do that would be important in the world, gaining your professional experience or career, getting a job. And I know one of the ones that you had shared recently was college is a safe space. It doesn't prepare you for real life. It only shows you how to follow others so you can be someone's employee. And, I, you know, it, so, in so many ways, it's true, like you said, it, it's the experience of being out in the work world is very different from your college experience. It's very much a sheltered experience. So even in, even in the aspect of not having internships, a paid, paid work experience like you're offering as well, which gives you a chance to, number one, pay down your, your, your debt or pay down your tuition as well while you're re- earning and learning those real-life skills and practices that you're going to need and will continue to need in your life as well, whether you're, you know, becoming a better person, um, building a business, building on your career, and growing and learning even more. So um, the idea of having the supports and coaches throughout, as well as things like monthly projects, when they are um, the support on learning and growing and interests as well, was that something that you had experienced or your founder had experienced or where did that, or was that, was it like a brainstorming session where, you know, you had businesses and you're like, oh, if we had employees who, you know, brought this in immediately or who could do this or who could create this. And that's kind of how the, that idea started mm-hmm. and grew. 
or like what, how, where did you come to that? Because really, you know, in so many ways, I'm like, of course, it's so simple. Like that's right. exactly what we need to do. You know, it's, those are the questions we ask, like when we're lost or we don't know, or, you know, I, I, how do I better, you know, hone these skills or the, I'm really interested in this aspect, but then what can I do with it? You know, where right. can it go? Well, how do I connect with these people? I love this company, but like I live in Northern Alberta and they're in, I don't know, Las Vegas, Nevada. Like how do I right. even learn or connect or like, who would I call? Like, who would I talk to? Uh, you know, all of those, all of those things. So here, I'll, ha I'll hand it over to you. <laughs> yeah. So it's one of the, one of the aspects of building Praxis over the years is that I'm most proud of is how much we have changed the program. Um, it's, it's not me. It's, it feels like an entirely different program than, you know, from the one that we originally started with. And, especially in the early years, we just learned so much about what our participants, what our customers really valued and what they needed to succeed and get the most out of the program. So on coaching and mentorship, I think there was definitely an aspect of that that was kind of always there, um, you know, from the beginning, but it wasn't really a formal part of the program. We just I think in the first year or two, we just realized, you know, how much, you know, our, our early team was kind of being sought out by our participants through, through the program and everything. And probably about three years into the program, that's when we started to like formalize the, the role of a, you know, a, a program advisor or the, the module advisors in, in the boot camp and everything. Um, and that's, that's evolved even more since then. So I think participant or applicants ask me all the time, like, do I get assigned one advisor through the program or am I working with different people? And I think the, the best way to view mentorship for young people is not in this more like stodgy way where it's like, oh, I need to find somebody who's doing something that. I think I want to do, and then I just need to ask them to be my mentor. And then, you know, they'll teach me how to do the thing they do. I think mentorship is best viewed like as broadly as possible. So our participants, they get access to advisors that are helping them through the, the specific bootcamp modules that kind of have a specialty in the different modules, like we have a writing module. So we have our advisor there is a really strong professional writer that has experience in, you know, marketing and sales and, and operations and can kind of guide participants on like, okay, the, the kind of writing you did in school is not going to be the kind of writing that's, you know, going to, going to fly in the professional world. Um, and, you know, so you, you have that level of advising and coaching and mentorship to a specific skill. And then you have other people on the team that as a participant, you can, you know, schedule calls with or attend workshops on career building in, in different areas. And, and then you have our participants now have alumni of the program that stay engaged in the community and the network that they can tap into. So it's not good enough just to have, you know, maybe a mentor that is 15 years ahead of you that is you know, more disconnect, you know, they're farther away from where you are. You need to have people that you can access that are one to two stages ahead of you or doing, you know, we're in your shoes three to four years ago and know what it's like. And I think that's, that's been a really cool development of the program that was never planned, um, you know, from the beginning, but there's been kind of this more like spontaneous community that has evolved um, and it's our alumni and our participants that have just kind of, you know, naturally built this like really engaging community now. Um, and then we, we kind of sprinkle in the more formal roles of module advisors and, you know, speakers that come on for guest workshops and, and things like that. Okay. So it was, all, it was almost an organic process as you saw what, uh, as it grew and, and what was needed and went from there. That's, that's pretty cool. So I also, you know, I have heard of 
through Praxis through other homeschoolers and unschoolers is actually mm-hmm. how I originally kind of got on to the idea. Actually, somehow I think I was probably looking for information on self-directed learners and uh, alternatives to college. And I think I had originally stumbled on an article in the very beginning and how it was kind of you know, forming um, on that. And then as I read more, I, you know, I heard, I would hear, because it was already familiar to me, I would hear, you know, it mentioned in a podcast or through somebody else. Um, A lot of my listeners are homeschoolers or unschoolers or involved in an alternative program and have lived a life of learning that is different, um, self-directed, alternative to the traditional approach. And many want to continue living their adult life in that way. Um, some, you know, a lot still follow the traditional. They've never been to school, but maybe they their first time ever at school is college or university. But then right. there's others as well that are still looking for a different um, a different way as well. Um, so how do you, and I know you do have quite a few homeschoolers that look to the program. Uh, are, are they a large amount? Um, is there a reason yes. why homeschoolers are called to praxis? Or can you tell me more about that? So close to 40% of our alumni were homeschooled. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's, it's a substantial portion. And I think it's kind of 50-50 for like why that is. One is I think homeschoolers are naturally a fit for praxis and they're naturally, you know, excited about the program, you know, for the reasons that you kind of mentioned there, it's, it's a more self-directed learning environment. Um, You're going to have much more flexibility and agency over what you decide to work on. So like in the bootcamp, we're providing structure to the extent of, Hey, the focus during these three months is to help you, you know, focus on, figuring out what you want to do professionally as you get started and building specific skills and doing projects that is going to make you a stronger candidate for the types of jobs you want to start in. But within that structure, everybody, like no two participants are doing the same kinds of projects. And we also have, you know, um, we have high expectations for our participants. So we, we provide lots of coaching and mentorship and support. But we also don't have any interest in in babysitting our participants. You have to come into the program with a certain level of maturity and and you know individual responsibility in order to you know get the most out of the program. And I think homeschoolers are so used to having you know kind of more control over over their own education. It's it's like once once you drink from that fountain it's it's hard to you know go back into a more structured school environment Mm -hmm. so um and they they're just more open to alternatives because that's what they're already doing um and then our it's kind of in our dna Uh, isaac our original founder he he was homeschooled himself he was he was essentially unschooled without his uh parents even intending to they uh they just kind of think you know they kind of figured it out and and the kids were all, you know, more entrepreneurial and it's like, okay, this is, we're just, we're going to do what we want. Um, And because of that, you know, like we did a lot of intentional outreach and marketing to, to homeschool networks and communities and our early customers were, were homeschooled and you know how those homeschool networks work, you know, if, mm-hmm. if they spread the word like fire a wildfire and everything. And so we've, we've just been able to build on that momentum and it's, it's been really great to see. Like I, I think homeschoolers are going to be like the predominant, you know, the dominant demographic as far as education background of praxis going forward. And, uh, that's been another silver lining of the past couple of years is that, you know, there's homeschooling is, is just skyrocketing. And I think uh, because of that, you'll see, you know, in five, 10, 15 years, uh, the demand for non-traditional, uh, you know, alternatives to college is just going to keep increasing too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And especially if you know, employers are looking for, you know, those things that, 
you know, people with experience who have not been in a cultural environment or a total artificial environment that are kind of like, where do I go now? I thought you're going to hand it all to me in a silver platter now that I've got my college or university degree or what's going on. You know, how do I, how do I do these things? Um, Yeah, it makes a difference for sure. It makes a really big difference. So I also have another question. Um, So Praxis originally started in the U.S., but homeschoolers are all over the world. Uh, North America, I'm in Canada. I'm not in the mm-hmm. United States. I know many homeschoolers who are in other places, whether that's like, you know, South Africa, New Zealand, Australia, the UK, Ireland. Uh, you know, I have listeners all over Portugal, you name it. Um, mm-hmm. Nigeria, where where can we only access, access Praxis through the United States? No, so we we do accept international uh, applicants into the program. At this stage, like we're we're careful about making sure any anybody we're accepting in the program, they can have a great high quality experience through the program. And for for some parts of the world, the time zone can the time zone difference can be challenging. But first of all, like if you're in North America, then we can absolutely work with you. And if everything else, we kind of treat on a case by case basis. So the the challenge here is that our weekly workshops that participants attend through the program are on Monday and Wednesday evenings, Eastern time. So it can be more challenging for people that are based in Europe or based in Africa to be attending those sessions. We, but every year, you know, we do a little over uh, anywhere from like a hundred to 125 participants every year. There's probably about 5% of them that are uh, internationally based. We've had participants from Canada. We've had participants from uh, South America, Central America. We have uh, three participants that are based in India going through the program right now. And um, you know, we're, I would encourage anyone that's excited about Praxis, like reach out to us and we'll figure out, you know, we'll help you figure out if, you know, the program is realistically doable for, for most international participants. It is, especially if you're, if you're in North America, um, we always work with participants in, in Canada and in the early years of Praxis, we had to be more restrictive because all of our companies were U S based and, 99% of the job opportunities were in-person opportunities. Yeah. But we now have like a, a very large pool of remote opportunities and some internationally based companies. And the way the placement process works is that if you're a good fit for Praxis and you're, you know, based in India, we can help you find great job opportunities, you know, over, you know, remote opportunities uh, predominantly and everything. The one uh, tough thing still, unfortunately, is that we can't, like, we we don't have, like, a formal visa sponsorship program set up. So if you're international but are looking to come to the U.S. for, like, the, the job placement that, that you'll land, um, that's that's just less doable. We, we just set up, you know, remote international-based opportunities they still make they still meet the same standards and criteria of our US based companies and, and jobs and everything. So we we love it. Um, it's it's awesome to have that, you know, variety in the program and you know, especially you know, over the years we'll I'm sure we'll be looking at expanding like more formal programming that allows us to kind of operate more naturally in different time zones and everything. But right now we want to keep, you know, focused on I'm growing the the program how it works right now. Right. No. Fair enough. Okay. I wanted to ask, and and that's interesting as well how how you've been able to to work with that from different from different countries as well. Okay. Um, so one last question, and then after that, I'd like you to share how we can find out more about about Praxis and um, apply like all of all of the steps so that we can um, read more, learn more, and look into it further. But first, I would like to ask if you could just leave a little bit of parting advice from what you know from Praxis and your experience and those that you have um, 
been working with over the years. If I'm a young person who has not attended traditional school and I want to get a head start on my career, on my professional life, uh, my creative life, you know, what I want to do without going to college or university, what would be some recommendations? Yes. So if if you're 18, you're 20, you're, you know, in your mid-20s and you didn't have formal education or you're not interested in pursuing, you know, formal college and everything. I think a few things. One is gain work experience. If, if you've never had a job growing up, just go get whatever basic, you know, job you can. If that means working in food and bev, go do that. If that means working in retail, go do that. You know, if you can find on, on jobs online that you're interested in, go for it. I think just getting started and gaining experience and building the very basic fundamental skills that come with, you know, serving customers, being responsible to an employer, et cetera, those, those can't be, you know, underestimated. Um, and then secondly is don't equate education with formal school. Um, like, like we talked about earlier, there's more information, there's more people that you can access, there's more, you know, online resources, you can learn new skills, treat the, you know, treat the internet as your, as your university and, um, you know, pursue your interests. What are you curious about? Go down rabbit holes on YouTube, download a bunch of podcasts on different topics that you think you're interested in and just be a sponge and try to learn as much as you can. And then the last thing is don't, don't just be a consumer of content, be a creator of content. Um, so if, if you don't know what to do to get started, if you're not, you know, the, you know, the teenager who started their own YouTube channel, do it. Like start a YouTube channel, start an Instagram page where you document what you're learning and what you're interested in, you know, start blogging on a daily basis. I think building, flexing that muscle of creating uh, and shipping content is, is huge. And I think we, you know, that's a big element of the program experience itself is our participants are creating new projects every single week. And, you know, we're forcing them to get uncomfortable and we're forcing them to get over the perfectionist mindset and everything, every single thing that happens in, in our program, it can be done outside of the program individually. And, you know, of course we provide certain, you know, contacts and, and resources that you can't necessarily access, but any individual is capable of gaining work experience, um, you know, taking control of of their own, you know, education and what they want to learn um, and actually creating. And I think all of those things, it just requires, you know, having a bias for action and being intentional about, you know, your own education, building your own life, et cetera. And if you're a teenager, especially, and you like developing the ability to do things with intention that you want to do, I think that's like the biggest mindset shift that is that is crucial because you know if you're not homeschooled if you grew up in school and you're used to you know going from one class to another and not having a lot of agency over what you're learning that trend that those habits are instilled at an early age and then when you become an adult and that's how you're going to approach your your career in life and I think homeschoolers already have an advantage on that front. And I would just tell them, you know, do more of that, essentially. And you'll, you'll be just fine. Don't put pressure on yourself to, you know, figure out the 20-year life plan. Well, those are some uh, good tips. Really, really good tips. Um, gain work experience. Don't equate education with formal school. That's a huge one, like for adults alike as well. Right. <laughs> Don't be a consumer of content, of content. Be a creator of content, which is like your body of work, your experience. I love how you said part of that is also getting uncomfortable and getting over being a perfectionist, which school really drives in is to be a perfectionist <laughs> to and, and not like to stay in your comfort zone as well, not to really step out of it. You want to, it's looking for that grade 
and not necessarily building beyond that. And then, you know, developing the ability to do things with intention and um, working with your, with your, you know, having agency in what you do is a huge mindset shift, um, but it is a huge gift as well. So, yeah, thank you very, very much. That is gold. Really, that is gold. So, Cameron, can you leave us with details on how we can, I don't know if you want us all to get in touch with you or how we can find out more about Praxis, um, website, emails, all, you know, social media. Where would where do you want to direct us to go? And I'll include Absolutely. it in the show notes as well. The best link to go to to find more information about Praxis is discoverpraxis.com. You can, you know, kind of surf the website. We have alumni stories. You can download our program guide. Uh, we're starting to host weekly uh, program workshops just to learn more about the program live from from our team. Um, I would I would uh, subscribe to our newsletter. We have a really awesome newsletter, the playbook. But every all of that can be found at discoverpraxis.com. And uh, I would I would follow Praxis on your favorite social media platform. Our our Instagram page is is a really fun follow. We have you know great interviews of participants and podcasts we run and and quotes um, and and everything. So that's that's a fun follow. Those those are the two main ones. You can you can also uh, follow me on Twitter. It's just at Cameron Sorsby. Uh, I don't have the most engaging social media, so I would <laughs> I would definitely check out Praxis. And uh, you know if you can get in touch with our team if you're looking to, you know, talk to a team member and, and ask specific questions. Okay, fantastic. I'll put all those in the show notes and um, yeah, we'll know where to go from there. Thank you so right. much, Cameron. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, I think it's a, you know, I, I know a lot will be interested in Praxis and the opportunities and options that, that Praxis provides as well. So I think this information is important and relevant and so timely as well. So thank you very much for, for today. Thank you, Robin. I had a blast. I appreciate it. Awesome. Me too.